The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another Ethos Lakers podcast episode, and I'm sorry I haven't been with you guys as often as we'd like. I'm sure Ethan is busy with the end of the school year, or I've been busy with the move, plus the NBA playoffs have been really interesting and really compelling, and I don't think that some really great moments like the emergence of Luka Doncic should be sullied by at this point in the news cycle of Lakers rumors it's all going to be hearsay it's all going to be potential nothing really concrete is going to come out of any Lakers news cycle here despite the fact that I am going to talk about what things have been in the news cycle the last couple of weeks have really been all about the playoffs You've got Luka Doncic coming into his own, finally being the guy who's going to own the league one day. You've got Jimmy Butler being the guy that maybe a lot of people thought he could be. Maybe a lot of people didn't expect this at all out of him. I've personally been a big Jimmy Butler fan for a while. I wondered if he'd make a good fit next to LeBron. I don't know if they would have together made a good fit, but... You know, I like the Miami Heat, and we're actually going to talk about the Miami Heat pretty extensively in this episode, and I'm going to explain why in just a second. But they, yeah, there have been some really great things coming out of this playoffs. And the Phoenix Suns and the Milwaukee Bucks, last year's NBA Finals participants, have been eliminated, proving that I think I hope people that really dislike LeBron can kind of come to appreciate him a little bit more in seeing that making eight NBA finals in a row is really hard, really hard. And he did it and he made it look easy, made it look so easy to the tune that when he lost most of them, people wrote it off. But making the NBA finals is really hard as Chris Paul knows, as Devin Booker knows, as Giannis now knows. Giannis 
in that Eastern Conference semifinals was the first player in NBA history to have 200 points, 100 rebounds, 50 assists in a series. First guy to ever do that. Didn't matter. Didn't matter at all. In that game seven, had a 20-20 and 20 game. Man had 20 rebounds to go with 24 points. Didn't matter. Boston smoked him. Smoked him right out of the building. Right out of the playoffs into Cancun. And yeah, making the finals is hard. I hope people understand that, and I hope people know that now. But this is a Lakers show, and there is always Lakers news. This show could be a little bit more frequent, and I'm definitely going to start working on that as much as I can. I'm going to talk to Ethan about seeing how often we can get shows going once the season wraps up for everyone, now that the Lakers are not in it, but once the finals are over, once free agency has begun, we'll start to get a little bit more frequent frequent with these uh, with these shows. But part of what inspired me to kind of record today's episode, despite the fact that it hasn't it has been a while since I've recorded a show for you guys, the Lakers' latest news to come out sort of a two parter that goes in conjunction with news that came out a couple of days ago. So a couple of days ago, it was reported that potential coaching candidates are being asked how they would utilize Russell Westbrook, which might sound alarming because Russell Westbrook had such a terrible season and most Lakers fans don't want to see him back in a Lakers uniform next year. But Ethan had a really great point to kind of calm everyone down. He said it on Twitter, and he said it via the at Ethos Lakers Twitter account. This headline slash report is authored to create shock value. This is what any organization should do in this position. Ask pr- prospective coaches their plan to build with what's immediately presented. It means nothing else. And that's a great point. If you're going to interview potential coaching candidates, you have to at least acknowledge the possibility that Russell Westbrook might be coming back next season. And fast forward to today's news, if you will. And I say news with little quotation marks. Sam Amick of The Athletic, he reports that the notion of Westbrook remaining part of their program is seeming more real all the time. He also goes on to say, despite the widely held belief that the Lakers would find a way to trade Westbrook before the start of next season, sources say their coaching candidates have been asked to discuss how they would use him in their system during interviews. The takeaway for candidates, it seems, is that maximizing Westbrook's presence after his disastrous 2021-22 campaign is considered an important part of this job. Now, aside from the obvious in that, like I said... This time of year, you can only take whatever news comes out about the Lakers with a grain of salt as truth. Because a lot of it is going to be rumors, a lot of it is going to be hearsay. Nothing really concrete can even happen until the finals is over. But, I mean, me personally, I can't, I can't, I can't, I cannot watch another season of Russell Westbrook. With the signing, I tried to be the positive 
you know, non-objective host. I try to maintain positivity for the people who listen to this show. And if you do, thank you very much. I don't think I've ever thanked the people who listen to this show, but thank you guys for listening, truly, honestly. It was in that vein that I thought, well, let's look for the positives. Russell Westbrook's a Hall of Famer. A dude averaged a triple-double for a season three times. Come on, JC, that means a lot to you. I made peace with it. I thought, it's just crazy enough to work. Well, I'm done. I don't want to see what else can happen. I'm just done with it. I'm done with the Russell Westbrook experience. I don't like it. I didn't want it. And obviously, if he stays, I mean, it's not like I'm going to quit the show or anything. I, I'm obviously bluffing. And who am I for the Lakers to call my bluff? But, come on. I mean, it was so bad. And Russell Westbrook wasn't the only part of it, true. But he's easily the biggest piece of the pie that you can eliminate to help make things better. If nothing else, he's just such a huge piece of the pie with that $47 million salary that he's going to opt into. He hasn't yet, but, and I'm not really a reporter, but I'm reporting that Russell Westbrook is going to opt into that $47 million contract, because why wouldn't he? And if he stays, if he stays, the one positive is as negative an asset as he is now, if he stays, once the season starts... Then that $47 million slice of pie actually does become kind of an asset to certain teams because with that expiring money, you can actually do a lot with that space. Now, the Lakers can do a lot with it, not next season, but the season after, if they choose to retain Westbrook and just ride this thing out. You can stretch wave him but the Lakers just got out of the Luol Dang deal why would you do it to yourself again even though Russell Westbrook is more productive than Luol Dang ever was I just don't I just don't want it obviously I mean you know I'll still do the show if LeBron is here but you may end up seeing me also do some more heat shows because at present there is no host of an ethos heat show which we'll talk about here in a little bit the heat not me moving to that show or anything what else is going on in lakerland well phil jackson has emerged and why not This crazy season, as terrible as it was, the Boston Celtics, the favored Eastern Conference team to make it to the finals, they have a decent shot at winning the championship. Why wouldn't Phil Jackson come out of the woodwork at almost 80 years of age and be a presence 
within this time of turmoil. Well, the reason why some of the Westbrook things might be happening is because Phil Jackson does like him some Westbrook. And I can see why. He gets people involved. He's... I mean, Russell Westbrook is coachable, despite the fact that he didn't seem to get along with Frank Vogel. I think that was more of an issue of the Lakers as an organization not giving Frank Vogel what he wanted. You know, I don't think pairing him with Jason Kidd, it might have worked. And Jason Kidd, as evidenced by this season and him doing the wonders that he's done for Luka and making Dallas making it to the conference finals. Jason Kidd was ready to coach again. He shouldn't have been written off after the way he failed in Milwaukee. I wrote Jason Kidd off and clearly I was wrong about that. But Phil Jackson has a positive view of Russell Westbrook and while Phil Jackson's not going to come back and coach, he's got a bug in Jeannie Buss's ear. It's something to pay attention to, for sure. And speaking of Jeannie Buss, she's come out in news the last couple of days for two reasons. They're and they're 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 semi-related. Amongst amongst all the controversy over the HBO show Winning Time, which, incidentally, if I may, be allowed to kind of self-promote here, I would never use the Ethos Lakers. Twitter account to promote this side project of mine, but I do have a personal project of mine called Love and Game Film, in which I talk about a love of sports and sports movies, TV shows, documentaries, and the way in which I chose to launch this podcast was to cover most episodes of Winning Time. I missed three episodes because I was moving, that's not important. The first seven episodes of Love and Game Film, you can actually find, just search Love and Game Film. You can follow at Love Game Film on Twitter and Instagram if you want to follow that show. But there's lots of controversy with this show because it didn't seem to paint a very nice portrayal of Jerry West. It didn't seem to paint a very nice portrayal of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. But it's a fantastic show. The guy that plays Magic Johnson is incredible. You would swear it's Magic Johnson at times. But there's a, there's a key scene in this show in which John C. Riley, as Dr. Jerry Buss, is talking with Magic. And they're basically talking about what they want out of their partnership. What they want the Lakers to be. And throughout all the controversy and throughout all the things that people are saying are inaccurate and not true, Jeannie Buss did confirm that there was a there was a real life scenario in which Jerry Buss and Magic Johnson had a heart to heart like that. She confirmed its veracity, and to that end, I think she confirmed it because there was a report by Brian Winhorst talking about how Jeannie and LeBron are in a good place right now. That despite the frustrations about this season, LeBron believes that a few tweaks and some health can actually turn this thing around. He's invested. He wants to be here. That's from Brian Windhorst. 
Now, for those Lakers fans that think Jeannie Buss might not have been invested, she also did recently come out and say, quote, I'm growing impatient because we have the fourth highest payroll in the league. When you spend that kind of money on luxury tax, you expect to go deep into the playoffs. So, yeah, it was gut-wrenching for me to go out on a limb like that and not get the results that we were looking for. I'm not happy. I'm not satisfied. End quote. Now, why she would say that and reportedly agree to bring back Russell Westbrook is a whole other issue. (laughs) But I think one thing that they need to re-examine is, I mean, look at this season. How difficult a time Milwaukee and Phoenix had getting back to the finals. Two game sevens. Milwaukee got smoked out of that conference finals. Game seven for Phoenix was the worst home Game 7 loss for a team in history. Ethan and I talked about how, had the Lakers been healthy last season, they could have really competed with that Milwaukee Bucks team. And now this season, Phoenix and Milwaukee are just out in the second round like that? The Lakers dismantled and messed with the roster too much and they did so at the cost of Russell Westbrook which has been said and been said to death I'll try not to say it anymore but no promises I think what teams are seeing now and if this is going to be a copycat league I mean look at what Luka is doing with Spencer Dinwiddie Spencer Dinwiddie was a fantastic player in Brooklyn Brooklyn chose to go really big with KD, Kyrie, James Harden. They couldn't hold on to Dinwiddie. Couldn't hold on to Karis LeVert. LeVert went on to do really well in Cleveland. Spencer Dinwiddie, I think, was written off in Washington and got traded to Dallas for Kristaps Porzingis. And Dinwiddie hasn't been great in the playoffs, but he has been serviceable, and he was great in that Game 7. And so I think what people are seeing or what I think people should see is how important the role players are and I think the Lakers were kind of on to something with the way in which they built this roster I I remember saying it very early on in the season with all the young players they signed with all of the depth that it seemed like they had I remember thinking that the obvious plan was to give LeBron and Anthony Davis some rest early on in the season so that come playoff time, they can be fresher. Look at how Luka is doing in the playoffs now. Look at how Jimmy Butler is doing in the playoffs now. Miami is the perfect example of what it is that I'm talking about. They gave Duncan Robinson $90 million. Duncan Robinson, for the season, averages 10.9 points a game. He played in 68 of the 79 games to the tune of 26 minutes a game. He put up eight threes a game, making almost four of them, or a little over four of them. He shot 37% from three this season. Hugely important piece to the regular season version of the Miami Heat. Fast forward to the Eastern Conference Finals. Duncan Robinson is barely 
played. Barely played. And what I was talking about when I said that way early in the season about resting for LeBron and early in the season and the future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Some of these players that are going to get a lot of minutes in the regular season are probably not even going to see minutes in the playoffs. I think the plan for the Lakers was to like rely on Kendrick Nunn Rely on Malik Monk, rely on Austin Reeves, rely on these guys to get you through the regular season. And then come playoff time, is LeBron time. Is Anthony Davis time. Maybe it's Russell Westbrook time. He hasn't exactly been the best playoff performer. But I think the Lakers were on to something with their philosophical build of this roster. And so I think I hope that's something they think about. And that's actually going to transition me perfectly into what it is that I wanted to talk about on this episode. Now, you might think this being a Lakers show, we're going to preview the Western Conference Finals, which is going to be Golden State versus Dallas. But you would be incorrect. I personally, as an NBA fan, I've loved the entire league. It's been really hard for me to root for one specific team because players move around so often. LeBron is my favorite player, and that's why I wanted to jump onto this show. But throughout all of my years as an NBA fan and throughout all of my years in which there have been players that I liked, I've talked about my Lakers bona fides and me being a Shaq guy, I like Cedric Sabalos. I liked Ed, Ed, Eddie Jones. I liked Nick Van Axel. 
if I had to pick a Western Conference team that I did like the most throughout all my years as a fan, it probably would be the Lakers. If I had to pick an Eastern Conference team that I've liked the most over all my years as an NBA fan, it'd probably be the Miami Heat. Alonzo Mourning, Tim Hardaway, Glenn Rice, Eddie Jones. Yeah, same Eddie Jones that played for the Lakers. He also played for the Heat at some point in his career. So yeah, if I had to pick a favorite Eastern Conference team, and then of course, obviously, LeBron, Wade, Shaq, Bosh. So yeah, if I had to pick an NBA team in the Eastern Conference, I'd probably pick the Miami Heat. And so this season was crazy for me. The Seeing the disaster that was the LA Lakers this past season and then seeing the undervalued, underrated, underrooted for, undercovered Miami Heat. My favorite sport, sports podcast that I listen to every day is the Dan Lebitard Show featuring Stu Gatz, based in Miami. Their staff on that show, they love all things Miami. And so I I hear way more about Miami than I probably should. And I live in Austin, Texas. I've never been to Miami. But I know damn near everything about it. And of course I know damn near everything about that basketball team because not only do I watch them, because they're my favorite Eastern Conference team. But actually here's some of the insight and some stories from the inside because these guys cover the Miami Heat really well. And so we're going to take this episode of the Lakers cast to actually temporarily make it an Ethos Heat cast. And we're going to preview the Eastern Conference Finals. But first we're actually going to talk about how both of these teams got here because... Man, do I love it. So first, the Boston Celtics. So the Boston Celtics have actually been one of the better teams in the league overall since about January. They're a ferociously defensive team. They've got veteran savvy with Al Horford. Jason Tatum is just getting better and better, and he's becoming more and more the superstar that Kobe thought he could be one day. Jalen Brown, becoming one of my favorite players to watch. He's he's just a dude who you don't hear a lot about, and then all of a sudden you look at the box score, and it's like Jalen Brown has 24 points. Jalen Brown is so little talked about in the four-game sweep versus Brooklyn in which all you could hear about was how exhausted Kyrie was because he was he was fasting because of Ramadan. And that is important. I'm not downplaying the importance of Ramadan. I'm not downplaying the effect that fasting could have on you. But Jalen Brown is also Muslim. Jalen Brown was also fasting during that series. You didn't hear a peep about that. Marcus Smart has been one of my favorite players to watch throughout the years because he he played college basketball in the Big 12, and so I actually did see a little bit of him in college, being here in Austin. And 
he's just he, the fact that he's worked out as an NBA player has been really great because like I remember watching his uh, draft workouts and I thought this guy he he takes too long to shoot he's kind of a hothead I don't know I just don't think it's gonna work for him in the NBA and he's actually worked out really great and he's I talk about that list of players that I'd like to see play with LeBron one day Marcus Smart is on it I think the type of roster you can build around around LeBron we'll talk more about it more in depth later but like really quickly I think the best type of roster to build with LeBron at this point in his career is to not have a ball dominant point guard like Russell Westbrook but you can have a backcourt of two guards who can handle the ball and who can run an offense like Austin Reeves DJ Augustine or Malik Monk and then you got LeBron being the point guard and just like Jack McKinney said in winning time, the point guard is going to be whoever has the ball. Whoever of those three has the ball. But, but we'll get off of that. Back to Boston. <laughs> I just really like how that roster is constructed. But versus the Miami Heat, I don't think they have as much of an advantage as they think. Because I think what's great about the Miami Heat is, yeah, their best player, their superstar, is Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler's going to be their leading scorer. He's been fantastic in the playoffs. Just absolutely fantastic. In the playoffs, he's averaging 28.7 points a game. He has increased his three-point shooting percentage to nearly 37%. He's playing about 38 minutes a game. He's grabbing about eight rebounds, five assists. He's getting two steals. He's a defensive menace. He's an offensive menace. He's actually one of the better players in the entire playoffs. And I think it's fantastic to see him finally kind of coming into his own and really leading a team like this. Bam Adebayo... His scoring is actually down, but that could be kind of explained because Jimmy Butler's scoring has gone up so much. But I think Bam Adebayo's biggest contribution in this series versus Boston is going to be, can he contain either Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum? Now, presumably, you're going to have Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo facing Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. And so I do think... The advantage goes to Miami there. Where Miami could be hurt is the fact that Kyle Lowry has been injured, but that hasn't seemed to bother Jimmy Butler very much. I think where this series is going to be won is Tyler Hero has to show up. Tyler Hero won sixth man of the year. Tyler Hero, he averaged 20 points a game just like Jimmy Butler did during the regular season. But during the playoffs, his scoring is down to about 14 points a game. His three-point shooting is way down to 27%. He's just he's not showing up the way people thought he would. And it kind of goes back to that whole point about how difficult the playoffs are and one of the things I love about Jimmy Butler and like Luca and LeBron, guys like that, is 
there are guys who show up for the playoffs. And then there are guys who don't. James Harden. Um, I didn't talk about one of the things I loved most about the, how Boston got to the Eastern Conference Finals, and it was by dismantling the Philadelphia 76ers to the tune of James Harden being an utter, utter disappointment. And so, yeah, I'm kind of going back to the Boston Celtics here. I'm kind of all over the place. Sorry about that. But on a, on a petty level, I loved kind of seeing the downfall and the... I just love seeing James Harden become what he became. Which is confirming who I thought he was. Maybe a lot of people didn't think that this was really James Harden, but man, in that game, in that final game, he didn't put up any shots in the second half, just like Ben Simmons. For all the talk of how Ben Simmons was either soft or scared and didn't want any of it, you got James Harden also not putting up any shots in the second half. It was fantastic. I hope James Harden doesn't get traded <laughs> to the Lakers for Russell Westbrook. It'll never happen. Joel Embiid would never let it happen. But anyway. So yeah. There are players who show up for the playoffs and then there are players who don't. Now Tyler Hero has already had one pretty good playoff run. And then he's had two pretty bad ones. Last season and this season. Now this season overall was a huge huge improvement for Tyler Hero. But for the Miami Heat, who need to rely on their scoring, not so much scoring, but they need to rely on their shooting. If you're going to have Duncan Robinson and Tyler Hero effectively be invisible and not contribute, you're going to have a bad time. Luckily for the Miami Heat, Miami Heat, they've got Max Struess, who's a fantastic player. Man, would I love to see Max Struess in a Lakers jersey one day. Like, if you don't know who Max Struess is because you don't watch the Miami Heat very much or because the Heat don't play very much on national TV, don't feel bad. But YouTube Max Struess highlights. Max Struess was a relative unknown. Classic Miami Heat story. Dude comes out of nowhere, gets signed, plays fantastic. To look at his numbers on paper, there's nothing too impressive about 10.6 points, 3 rebounds, 1.4 assists. I'll tell you what jumps out. Is the numbers 2.7, 6.5, 41. Man shoots four and a half threes. Sorry, six and a half threes a game makes 2.7 of them to the tune of 41%. He's a 40% three-point shooter. He's six feet, six inches tall, which means he's a good wing defender. He's a poor man's Clay Thompson. And I don't know what his contract situation is. I don't know when he's a free agent, if he's not locked up by the Miami Heat. The Lakers need to look at this guy. And he's 25 years old. He's handsome. Man, this dude would kill in L.A. 
absolutely kill as a Laker. Anyway. Yeah, Max Struess. Max Struess has shown up for the playoffs. 10.6 points per game in the regular season. Max Struess played 68 games. He's started 16 of them. He's only been a starter for the last 25 or so games for the Miami Heat. And in that time, the Heat won six of their last seven regular season games. And in the playoffs, Max Struess has increased his scoring from 10.5 to 12.5. He's getting more rebounds, getting more assists. He's averaging almost a steal a game and shooting 35% from three, which the playoffs are hard, like we said. Playoffs are more physical. I think some kind of a downturn in the shooting percentage is perfectly fine. Plus, 35%. I mean, that's slightly above league average. 35%. I will take 35% all day. If Russell Westbrook was a 35% three-point shooter, the Lakers would have gone 73-9. and Okay, maybe not. Okay, that's pulling it back. (laughs) That's crazy. But 35% is fantastic, especially for the fact that he contributes defensively. He's getting more rebounds. He's playing more minutes. Yeah. I'll take 35% all day. Max Drews has been fantastic. So, yeah, I, I would give the edge in the Eastern Conference Finals to the Miami Heat. And if you guys are gambling, folks, maybe I'm going to jinx this bet, but I would look into a parlay of the Miami Heat winning a championship and the Florida Panthers Winning a championship, make a little South Florida parlay there. I think it's, I think a fifty dollar bet of that would pay over twelve hundred dollars. And the Panthers are good. The Panthers are a second favorite to win the the Stanley Cup. The Miami Heat are probably the third favorite out of the last four teams. But believe me when I tell you that the Miami Heat are underrated. The Miami Heat are undercovered. People don't know. Bam Adebayo missed too many games, so he couldn't even sniff the Defensive Player of the Year award. But this series is going to be a close one. It's going to be a rock fight. These are two really great defensive teams who aren't the best at shooting because, at least from the Miami Heat perspective, Their best shooters aren't shooting very well. And so I think there's going to be a lot of really tough games. I would take a lot of the unders. But, yeah. I would take the Miami Heat in six to make it back to the NBA Finals. Hey, and as per usual, I've forgotten to tell you guys about some of our sponsors. You can use the code HOOPBALL20 at manscaped.com. That is our old name, HOOPBALL20 at manscaped.com. And you can get 20% off your order and free shipping. You can also check out our pals at mybookie.ag. You can use the code HOOPBALL on the third page of their sign-up as well. You can use that to unlock deposit match bonuses and other goodies. So, manscaped.com, HOOPBALL20. MyBookie.ag, 
code HOOPBALL. With that, I'm going to leave you guys for this episode. Thank you very much for listening to me, JC DeLeon. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at JCDeLeon1. You can follow the show at Ethos Lakers on Twitter and Instagram. And one more time, if I may personally plug myself, listen to the Love and Game Film podcast. You can follow that show at Love Game Film. And until next time, we are out. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.